you're listening to 360 Degrees, the podcast from the University of Southampton with me, Emily Harrison. This week we have a few special episodes for you, as SUSU, the Students' Union, are currently holding their annual sabbatical elections. These are elections where students vote in the people that lead the Students' Union, so the sabbatical officers either take a year out of their degree or they do it after they've graduated and they spend a year working full-time to listen to student feedback and represent that locally and nationally and work with the university to make change on your behalf. So these are really, really important roles and you should be definitely having a say in who is elected. We offered all of the candidates a chance to appear on this episode. Everybody that you hear are the ones that said yes, but there are a few that either didn't reply to us or weren't able to appear for various reasons. So do make sure that you go onto the SUSU website to check out the full list of candidates that are available to vote for and all of their manifestos. This episode is for the candidates running for the role of Vice President, Education and Democracy, and they share with us why they're running for the role, some of the policies they're hoping to implement if they're successful in being elected, and why they think that you should be voting for them for the next role. Enjoy! Uh, My name is Martha Luke. I'm a second year philosophy and English student and I'm running VP Education and Democracy this year. And why are you running for the role? What made you think, yeah, this is something that I really want to do? Well, Avila has taken on some really important issues um, while she's been in office and I'd be good at continuing to like make positive change um, and I can to help and be a change maker um, I always say that if you want something changed you've got to change it yourself um, because voting of course is so so important but for me I feel that this is a challenge I can take on and make some change myself so uh, the best way for me to support my belief uh, at the moment is to like embody them by running in the election and making like meaningful and impactful change is really important me. Great and can you talk us through some of the key points some of the things that you hope to change if you're successful in being elected to the role? Yeah so uh, today I want to focus on kind of support and like what I refer to as mitigating conditions so um, the conditions that are um, considered to, to put you not necessarily at a disadvantage but to require some extra um, I think that for the uni the definition of what constitutes mitigating conditions should be widened and so we can improve the support for students. So that means, uh, you know, with extensions and special conditions, I want everybody to know really clearly when they can apply for them, how to apply for them, you know, where to find the support, you know, with their PAT or with their um, faculty. And I think it should be made easier to get extensions and, and special conditions, especially during COVID, because obviously mental health is such a big factor at the moment in all of our lives that that we need to be taking into account you know and also because access to resources is so different for so many people I think we need to be really mindful of that and the university needs to be mindful of that with their marking um so I think the way that we should go about this is in terms of support um PATs should definitely be encouraged to point out um mental health support um, and and well-being services such as enabling services um, to their duties when they meet Um, and also I think there should be uh, better access to and promotion of resources for online learning. Now this covers like course resources you know digitized sources from the library um, 
access to journals and stuff, which perhaps the union doesn't already have. It should be really easy to get um, get signed up to those. But also more well-being focused support. I think not only should it be further promoted, but I think it does need to be to be receiving more funding because at the moment, you know, we all get out of bed, walk across the room, sit at the desk. And I think not everybody is uh, equipped with skills to know how to take time for themselves. And that is so important is to take time for yourself, take time away from your work, away from the environment. And I think that the uni should be um, putting some more funding into that kind of support. Uh, And also, as we're all online learning at the moment, I think there should be um, more often there should be assessments of the standard of teaching for online learning. And not only this, but it should be published to students. You know, I should be able to see when was the last time this uh, lecturer was externally assessed and, and what was the outcome of that. I think that's really important because uh, it's all well and good to say it's, it's being assessed and it's being standardised, but I'd like to see some evidence of that from the university. Great. And so finally, can you say a little bit about why you think that everybody listening should be voting for you for this role when voting opens? Um, yeah, well, I want to start with encouraging everybody just to vote. Um, I would love if you voted for me and I will go into that in a second. But I think it's important that no matter who you're supporting, that you vote because because it's important. You know, um, the more people that vote, the more representative the results are going to be of the student body. At a time when people really need their voices to be heard about individual and group issues, the, the way that you need to do that is, is getting involved the, with the representation um, structure at the university and at CSU. That you should vote for me because um, I love helping people. You know, it is why I ran for this role in the first place and it motivates so much of what I do um, in my personal life as well. You know, I think in the job of VP Education and Democracy, it's a perfect mindset to have. And I also just want to mention um, that though my key points on the website, they, they seem broad um, at first, but they do cover so many issues. Um, and I go into that more on my Facebook page and my Instagram. So if you just search Martha Luke's number one for VP Education and Democracy, they'll come up. Um, my key points are all just completely motivated by by the care I have for like other students and wanting to represent everyone's best interests. You know, I want, if elected, I really want to benefit all of our students, you know, deliver on wishes that are relayed to me through the, the representation hierarchy. You know, there shouldn't be anybody who feels that they aren't being represented. And and just because I'm in my second year, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to... Um, represent postgraduate research and other postgrad interests with as much passion as I'm going to represent undergraduate um, problems you know so I just my takeaway message really is that all of your problems are mine too um, and you should vote for me because I want to work for you and for all of the students. Yeah and just to say it's a really important point about you know obviously this bit of uh, time on the podcast is just a short snippet into everybody's key points but you can go find out more details by looking at everyone's manifestos on the website and there's also a feature where you can ask people questions so if you have a specific question you want to clarify something in the manifesto or you want to ask about something that's not covered in there for any candidate you can go and ask them questions in there and they can come back to you with a bit more detail so yeah definitely if you have any questions I'd recommend doing that 
Martha, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and speak to us on the podcast and best of luck with the election. Thank you. It's uh, well past you, my face for radio, to make its debut. So thank you very much (laughs) for having me. (laughs) I'm Ryan. I'm a third year biomed student and from Folkestone, Kent. So the first question that we're asking everybody is, what drew you to the role? Why are you running for the sabbatical position? A couple of my friends suggested that I run for the role. And as I've been School of Biological Sciences president this year, I've seen the impact that uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic has had on students. And I decided that I wanted to run basically to help convey the concerns of students and be a voice that people can rely on. Great. And what are some of your key points that you've put within your manifesto that you're pledging to do if you're successful? My my main points are to help ensure that students aren't unfairly disadvantaged by the pandemic. So uh, the main point I want to make is uh, make sure is that students get value for money for their teaching. So I've, I've been told of many students who have not had the best of years this year, which under the circumstances is understandable, but I want to work with the university to help make sure that the quality of teaching that is given is of the standard that they, the students are expecting. But I, I also want to make sure that there's fair treatment for students who might have been infected by COVID, either by the illness itself or if they had to care for relatives who are vulnerable. Uh, I know several students who volunteered to help out at uh, hospitals and vaccine centres. And so I want to make sure that if students have like a timed assessment, that they, they can easily approach someone to get an extension or go for, uh, or that they can get special considerations. So if, they need it, it's there, and they can easily access it. Also, I want to make accessibility to study resources relatively easy. So, increasing access to ebooks from the library, but also making sure that people with disabilities can easily access them. So, I know people who are hard of hearing that are struggling with the online learning because lectures don't have captions automatically added so I want to make sure that they they've got captions that they can access to make sure that they can understand the content another one of my points is to improve mental health awareness so I'm hoping to work with the VP welfare to ensure that students can have access to good mental health because I feel that the pandemic has shown how important mental health is for students so whether it's because they've been lonely or have had so much work and not not being able to talk to anyone I I really want to work with whoever the next VP welfare is to ensure that there is that mental health support there especially during exam season my final point is to highlight the changes made by REPS so the REPS do an incredible job at conveying the concerns of students, but it's not always been made clear what changes have been done. So I I just want to have 
some way, maybe by email or Facebook post to highlight these changes and let students know what changes have happened in their faculty. Great. That's it. And um, no, that all sounds great. And so final question really is, for anyone that's listening, obviously they're hearing uh, lots of different people running for lots of different roles. Um, voting will be open soon by the time that they listen to this. So why should people vote for you to be elected into this role? I think people should vote for me because I've had experience in my role as School of Biological Sciences president. So I've been it for two years throughout the entire coronavirus pandemic. So I've really had a chance to interact with the uni and uh, convey the concerns of students in my school to the uh, university. But I, I will ensure that I put 100% of my effort into the role and make sure that everyone's concerns are listened to and that I am a, an approachable person and will listen to every concern that is given to me. Great. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us on the podcast today and good luck with the election. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lottie. Um, I'm an education student and I'm currently running for BP Education and Democracy. And what is it that drew you to this role? Why are you running for the position? I want to run because I want to make sure that the student body has a person they can go to who prioritises them to encourage all students to recognise their voice and be able to use it confidently, especially when it's inputted towards their education. Um, I really want education and SUSU to be accessible to all students and I want to make sure that the quality of the education is good as well as having students to know that there's someone they can turn to rather than having to deal with these issues alone. Great. And can you give us an overview of what some of the key points that you've said that you're going to do if you're lucky enough to get elected? Um, so my, my manifesto covers a lot of what I want to do, but really broadly because of like the word limit. Um, but I think there's a lot I can bring to the role, as I've said previously. I really want to focus on students and allowing them to have their say in their education and the way that SUSU represents them. Um, this year has been really difficult and it could have been done a lot better, but that's not to blame for the lecturers who are usually like the first point of blame when students feel that education isn't hasn't been enough. Um, but I really want to focus on the top and ensure that lecturers are confident, they're using the tools that they can use. There are so many tools that are widely available and I have experience in training and using these tools and judging their effectiveness. So I think it would be really beneficial to sort of have my input and if there's a digital team, their input on the tools that we're using, especially when online. Um, I don't believe that technology can replace good teaching, but it is really frustrating for me as someone who has seen good teaching done with technology, that students' first experiences has just been awful. Um, and it's, it's such a negative way that they've seen it. I want to make sure that the technology that is used is effective, is good quality, and the lecturers are receiving the training and support they need to be able to do their job, because I think at the moment there is a lot they've missed out on. My focus is obviously students, but I want to make sure that everything around them that impacts them is good, so then their overall experience is good. Um, my mental health point is very VP welfare, and I'm completely aware of that, but what I want to do is... 
I want to make sure that students know that if they're not okay, it's not going to reflect on their education. I know personally that if I've had periods of poor mental health, um, my work isn't as good as it would be if I was perfectly happy and skipping through the field. Um, so I want to make sure that there's no, so students don't, it's not reflected. So especially at the moment of like COVID and there's just so much going on, um, I I want to work with the VP welfare and community to ensure we don't have any of this having it impacting because it's just it's so difficult and I don't want any of this just meditate eat properly go for a run like that even eating properly is such a difficult thing to do when you're studying when you're socializing when you've got lectures you've got homework you've got to look after yourself like there's just so much and we need to really think about what it is the students actually need rather than these stereotypical buzzwords just meditate you know it's not it doesn't help everyone and we definitely want students to be doing these things because it does help them but at the end of the day it doesn't work for every single student and we need to find out what works for them and get their input so we can help them which will then help their education which will then help them feel better like there's there's so much around the topic of education that I think needs to be focused on to make sure that is good for students um I've also received a lot of student feedback over the last six months it's all been unofficial through discord or Crosshampton like it seems silly but there's just so much good feedback there and it's just not being listened to and it, it's it just I don't understand why um anyone who knows me knows I will pretty much help anyone um I started off with the FAQ and spreadsheet lots of people know me as the student who spams the discord link and spams the spreadsheet and I find it really funny because all I was trying to do was help and it, was, it wasn't taken as well, but it did help a lot of people. And I ended up moving on to the Discord, which is an unofficial Southampton Discord server. And we have about 1,300 members now. But I just kind of like vibe there and help students. And it's, it's really good, but it's also, why should I have to do it? Because I'm also just a first year student. I shouldn't have to be like, oh, go here, go there, make sure you do this, email this person. And but I'm, I'm happy to do it, obviously, like, I'm not complaining at all, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't happy, but it's it annoys me that there is so much valuable feedback in all of these unofficial places, and it's just being missed out on, and no one is thinking, where, why don't we go to where the students are, why are we, it's, it's going to be unlikely for a student to know to email the CC president, or know to email um, the current CC VPED, like, it's, we need to go where the students are, we need a more of a student focus, so after like the Discord server, um, I started directly complaining to Susie um, and then someone mentioned the petition system, which I wasn't aware of. I think a lot of these things students aren't aware of. Um, and then we were off with the petition for the URS Halls Refund. And honestly, that's really the biggest thing I've done during my first year. But it's not even, that's not important to me. I've helped so many, so many students with just little things like halls. Um, emails to faculties just endless issues and I don't mind being the person that like the lectures are like oh no Lottie's emailed me again I don't mind being that person I'm happy to be that person and I'm happy to push and influence students to be that person because at the end of the day it's their education and they should be making the change and they should be making the improvements 
And a lot of the time students come back to me and they're like, oh, I emailed this. I stood up for myself. I did this. And it makes me feel really good. And even when students just message me like, oh, is this worth complaining about? Like, I'm, I'm happy to be that person to help them. And it it makes me happy because I feel like a lot of the first year students are really understanding that their voice is incredibly powerful. Um, I have a lot more points on my manifesto, um, on my social media, which is just Lottie for VP Edem. Great. Yeah, and we would definitely encourage everyone listening to go and have a look at the manifestos before they go and vote so that you can get a better understanding of everything that every candidate is running for. So, Lottie, finally, why do you think that people should be voting for you to be the next VP Education and Democracy at CSU? So this is going to sound really weird, but I only want people to vote for me if they feel like they trust me to prioritise and support them and make the education representation accessible. I would love to take on the VP Education and Democracy role to do more than just write my angry emails and sit in halls forum ranting about this and that. Um, And I think I have a lot of experience. I was pretty much known to go on and do my own thing, like running the SU at my old college, even though it was not part of my role. And in that role, every single chance I got, I made sure students got a say. So, for example, we once had someone come in with a video platform and they were like, oh, Lottie, what do you think? And I was like, well, I'm not the person using it, so it's not important what I think. And I took it to a student and I was like, what do you think? And we ended up using it because the students liked it. But I, I really want that students get feedback on all of the things that they're using rather than putting things out and saying you have to use this, even if you don't like it and it's not effective. Um, I want... I really want students to just vote, to be honest. I, If it's not me, that's absolutely fine. I want every single student to vote for the candidate that they want to represent them. And if I'm not what students want, that is absolutely fine because I would rather students be represented by someone that they want rather than someone that, like, I want them to have their say and have that say I vote for this person because I feel like they, they're going to represent me. I wouldn't want the position if nobody wanted me in it. So I really want to just encourage everyone to vote, read the manifestos and just whoever you settle on is absolutely fine because we need a SUSU that represents us and our views. And yeah, just vote, please. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Democracy is so important. So uh, go and go and vote. It's really super easy. You can do it on the website. It's online. It takes a couple of clicks. So yeah, like Lottie says, go check out all the manifestos and then make sure you vote whoever you're voting for. Lottie, thank you so much and good luck with the election. Thank you. Thank you so much to everybody for coming on to this episode and sharing with us some of their policies and why they want you to vote for them. Don't forget that you can check out the full list of candidates on the SUSU website along with their manifestos and you can also ask them any questions that you might have. Voting opens on the 3rd of March and you can do it online. It's super easy and quick. You just log into the SUSU website and vote for who you want for each role. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.